Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We went over 15,000 subscribers tonight. Check out Post Up 5R as soon as the game ends before floor an hour before the game begins. Also, FiveReasonsSports.com. That's where you find our written content without a paywall. And, of course, the great sponsors, of the five reason sports network that includes our friends over at CPT of South Florida. This is where you want to go for your it. They've been providing small and medium businesses with the technology they need for decades. They specialize in cloud hosted phone systems and managed it. If you own a smaller medium business, you're looking to save money on your monthly phone and internet costs. Give TJ a call right now. It's 954-966-2766, 954-966-2766. Make sure you ask for the five reasons promotion, 25% off cloud phone service, including free phones in the first two months of service free. 954-966-2766, cpt-florida.com. And now, tonight's episode. Down to yeah, Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. No Ethan Skolnick with us tonight. We are uh, about to break down Miami's loss in Cleveland. With me on tonight's episode, we have uh, Alex Toledo. Uh, you can follow him at Tropical Blanket on Twitter. And we have Brady Hawk, who you can follow at Brady Hawk 305 on Twitter as well. Uh, make sure you uh, check out fivereasonsports.com for all of Brady's work. He's always um, breaking out all of the key takeaways from each night and all the matchups. And he's on top of everything, some of the best content in the market. Um, so, guys, I mean, as, I, as we talk about this game, Cleveland is a bad matchup, I guess. I don't think I'm scared of them as a playoff team, but as a regular season team, this is definitely not a team that I like Miami's matchups with. Part of it is that the the team is just not good enough uh, without Bam and without Jimmy. Um, I think that there's some things we definitely need to talk about that have larger implications and maybe I'll make too much of them, but I, I guess I'll start here with the way that they played in the third quarter to kind of see it fall apart in the fourth, Alex, I'll start with you. Um, what, what was your key takeaway in terms of what you watched down the stretch and the way that this team kind of um, they got it close. It looked like they were going to make a game of this thing. It looked like that they had enough and then the bottom kind of fell out. I mean, this is a game that was kind of 
very characteristic of the Heat over the past few years, especially when they're good, right? Specifically when they're good. It's like they play down to teams that are worse than them, play up to teams that are better than them. It just happened right now with, uh, you know, the Bulls and the Bucks, specifically when the Heat are missing Jimmy and Bam, right? Those are teams that you would think are better than them, uh, even if the, uh, the Bulls are missing DeRozan and others. It's just like they come out tonight, road game, they're still missing the same guys they were before, and the effort is just not the same. It's not the same execution. The main takeaway is is that, right? It's like you come out and you have way more turnovers than the other team. You know, uh, the other team has way more free throw attempts than you. They're just doing what they want. And then the Heat allow more threes than anybody uh, per 100 possessions. And that's kind of the result of it, right? Like there's going to be nights when you're trying to do that uh, on a night-to-night basis. There's going to be nights where the, t- the other team just grabs that rhythm, right? Like you're leaving them open. A guy like Kevin Love is going to take advantage and, and can get into a rhythm easily and just kind of throw off any comeback attempt that you think you have, right? Because they've been getting into that rhythm the whole game. They know that those shots are going to be there for them. And that's kind of the result. Like uh, everything else kind of gets locked down, but the open threes are the open threes. And you're going to have nights like tonight where the, the biggest anomaly there was Isaac Okoro, who's not a shooter whatsoever, went four of eight from three tonight. And he, he's going to go under random scrub heat killer, according to Heat fans, even though we know that it's just going to happen every single night. There's going to be somebody who's going to go four threes who you're not expecting or something like that. So or, or, it's more of the same. The difference was you just couldn't get enough offense to, to, to make any sort of comeback attempt because the defense wasn't good enough. And then you just didn't have enough three-point shooting uh, coming from Kyle and Duncan. And Tyler, by the way, too, who was 0 from 3, 0 for 3 from 3 tonight. Yeah, no, we're we're gonna talk about Tyler, but Brady, uh, Alex alluded to random scrub heat killers, and none of these dudes are scrubs. But you know, you mentioned him hitting four threes, Okoro hitting four threes, Kevin Love hit five. He did him one better. Um, seems to like get up for this matchup, and I don't know why. I feel like Kevin Love some... always kills the Heat, right? I'm not yeah, there's there's karma there because I used to make fun of Kevin Love. For anybody that doesn't know, I used to be very relentlessly. Um, I, I, I was relentlessly picking Eddie. at Kevin Love for years because everybody was saying he was better than Chris Bosh, and I took offense to that. So in defense of Chris Bosh, I went after Kevin Love for years, and now it Pretty is coming back out. to haunt me. Um, he, he's haunting me, Brady. So, like, tell me why the hell can't they stop Kevin Love? And also just overall, like, what was something that you took away from this game um, that maybe – the box score wouldn't tell us. Yeah, I think the main thing with the threes was just that we're talking about a team of three seven-footers, basically, and we're talking about them going down to the box. They were basically had to double early on. Like, they had to double all game, but the, you just cannot let them go one-on-one, even if it's Deadman that's sitting there guarding the post. You have to double down. And it was funny because Gabe Vincent actually had a couple of plays where he tied up one of the bigs. Like, he kept having those moments where it was looking good, but I kept saying to myself, I even tweeted, I think it was like in the second quarter, I said, like they're going to pick this apart eventually. Like the doubling is not going to last four quarters and they're just going to be able to get away from it. Like they're going to start hitting the three. They started making those reads. They started hitting the roller a lot quicker when they were blitzing. And it just felt like threes were just coming out of it. Um, we're talking about the threes being made, but it's funny because the threes on both sides were pretty even. Like even if you looked at the field goals made and field goals attempted all game, like I was just looking at it. Every point I looked at it, it was probably like pretty identical. The only difference was free throw shooting. Like the free throw attempts was just much more for Cleveland. Uh, and it's funny because then I looked down the roster and I just don't see a player on the Heat's roster today that is 
going to get you free throws. Like, it's just like, maybe you get a foul here and there accidentally, but nobody's out there going to draw fouls. Kyle Lowry's the only one, but at this stage, he's not really that guy that's going mismatch hunting to go draw fouls. If he's mismatch hunting, he's going to try to score the ball like he did in that third quarter. Uh, so it's just a much different team. I just, we're talking about a team that doesn't have Jimmy and Bam. So it's harder to pick at the free throw stuff and things like that, just because it's so different. Um, but my, one of my main takeaways, it's hard to, we're going to talk down in a little lower light in a game like this, but PJ Tucker, man, like once again, just steps up in that way. Like, I don't think anybody could have said he would be first option in games like this. Like, it's funny because last time they played Cleveland, I said before the game, like this would be the PJ game where he has over 20 points. And everybody's like, that's not going to happen. It did not. But it felt like that because of the matchup wise. It just, when you have three bigs like that and you put PJ in the corner, you basically forcing a big to come all the way out there. If they don't, you're going to have the role. You're going to have other options. You're going to kill the guy, kill the team from tonight in the same exact way. It was the same exact teams on both sides. And he basically did that. Uh, it was kind of odd because if you, I, the first six minutes of the game, he was three for seven from the field and two for four from three in the last game alone, the entire game against Chicago was three for seven from the field and two for four from three. Like PJ Tucker attempting this many shots. Like this is a season high and attempts this, uh, from this season, you know, 10, I think 10 attempts, I think was the, the highest. I think Eric Reed said that on the broadcast, but just seeing him be able to do that and hit these different spots is just a, you know, a big time thing. Uh, and my last takeaway was just Ben Dedman can only do so much. Like we're looking at a team that has these bigs uh, defensively. First of all, Dedman is the perfect guy to have against this team. As you talked about, like the playoff wise, if you see them in a playoff series, like he's the perfect compliment to throw at them off the bench. It's going to bang around down low and kind of throw them off, but he is not the guy that you can just base yourself around. You cannot have Deadman out there and say, that's it. Like, this is our only way we're going to go around this. Um, so I saw that as a bit of an issue, but it's an issue that you can't really solve because there's nobody else in the roster. And offensively, we talked about some of the offensive issues, but this is kind of looking at things a little bit through a microscope. But I saw, like, they have to use Deadman like Deadman. Like, they can't use Deadman like Bam. And it feels like there's so many instances where they're using Deadman like Bam. Like, you can use PJ like Bam because PJ can do a little things like the handoffs, the screen, so many different, like, layers. Denman standing out there, four straight possessions offensively on the three-point wing, just kind of looking around, and then it gets low in the shot clock, and then Tyler or Kyle has two 6'10 guys in his face. Like, I felt like that was happening over and over. Like, if you're going to use Dwayne Dedman, you have to use him uh, like the player that he is, like the rolling guy that he is. Uh, so those are just a couple of things I took away. Yeah, no, I think it's a great point. Like, seeing Dwayne Dedman with the ball above his head around the three-point line looking to make a pass, that's not prime Dwayne Dedman's spot on the floor. I'm totally with you there. It was interesting, uh, and and Alex put it in the chat here, that uh, the Dedman, that they kind of went with Omer down the stretch. I know the game was kind of out of reach, so I don't know if maybe that's Spo just getting run from other guys. I think you bring up a good point about PJ. He continues to impress me with the other things he does with his game, five assists, um, you know, like that. The, I, I had the pleasure of watching the Cavs broadcast, and they mentioned that he's shooting something like 54% from the from the corner, um, and and it was as he was swishing another corner three. So PJ Tucker was one of the, the highlights of the night, but overall they don't have enough. And I think that like, again, I, I am going to continue to harp on this. So as you listen to this show over and over again, just remember, get through dis these games without Jimmy and bam, get through them 500 and you will survive this stretch. Uh, but we got some other guys that we need to talk about. Cause as, as much as, 
you know, the field goal percentage was equal. They both shot 44%. Three pointers were kind of in Cleveland's direction, more free throws in the Cavs direction. But to Brady's point, like a lot of this stuff's even assists two in Miami's favor rebounds three in Cleveland's favor turnovers only two Miami had more than Cleveland 14 to 12 so like a lot of that it really stuff corrected started- that in the second half because in the first half you're I right think, at halftime it was like eight or nine that that gap in turnovers and then the, the free throw thing by the way is happening every game that they've played without Jimmy and Bam like every game they're down by a lot in free throws they're winning some of those games right so I think we got to kind of I guess identify what's the difference right is it just the jump shooting. Yeah, no, I know. And there's also some other uh, things that I think we need to talk about that are starting to get in the way of the offense here. Um, particularly with Tyler, like he just, he doesn't look right. And I think that it's worth at least talking a little bit more about. Um, but before we do want to tell you about a great sponsor for the five reasons sports network. And that is, Therapist Preferred. They are a CBD company founded in 2019 by a physical therapist. uh, And their whole uh, deal is to really maximize performance and recovery for active people. So anybody who's active, this is for you. Uh, 100% THC free products, third party lab verified, all products made in the USA with cutting edge technology, organically grown hemp, Great stuff. I've ordered the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade gummies, the green apple gummies, all are great. Uh, You can find links to their products at therapistpreferred.com. Use the promo code 5RSN for 25% off your order, plus free shipping on all orders around the holidays. So you can get that still before Christmas if you order now. So check out therapistpreferred.com or follow them at uh, Therapist Preferred on social media. And again, the code is 5RSN for 25% off your order plus free shipping on all orders. Uh, so definitely check them out. I co-signed them uh, 100%. So Tyler Hero, guys, December's been ugly. I don't know. Like, is this a situation where he just doesn't have, like he's going to look great when he has Jimmy and he has Bam and he has Kyle and things are rolling, but right now it's just too much on on his plate because I'm starting to get concerned. I have to be honest. Like, he looks a little – there's times when he looks disengaged. There's times when he's even looked a shade, like a step slow almost, and I don't know what that means. Tonight you could maybe say it's the length that, that's bothering him, but I've seen it in other games. Alex, I'll start here with you and Brady jump in right after him. Cause I, I just would like to pick both of your brains on what you've seen from Tyler hero in the last, like, let's say 10 games or so. I know that there's good scoring outputs here or there, but overall, I feel like if you look at the percentages, they've came down, the three point attempts have came down. The turnovers are up. Why? I low key think all three of those things that you said are kind of to be expected from somebody who went from, like you said, playing with, two guys who Jimmy, Jimmy is, you know, a top 13 player in the league. Some say top 10, what is bam top 25, top 30 at worst. Right. Like I just think missing those guys and what they provide on both ends of the floor has just made his job a lot harder where he's become the focus of defenses, even if he's not starting. Right. And like you said tonight, he had a coral on him a lot of times and the Cavs defense, like we, we got to shout them out too. Cause they've obviously been really good all season. They frustrated the heat in Miami when they played uh, recently and that, that was a game where Tyler was struggling with their length too, right? So not to just put it all on that, but I just want to 
contextualize it as much as I can because I think Tyler is not at the level that those other guys are, right? Like, even with that leap that he's taken uh, in consistency this season. And look, 6 of 15 isn't that bad. So it's not like he had this terrible game. It's just it looks bad when you have high turnover games like he's had in recent times. And we know that he's not giving you too much on defense. So when the threes aren't falling and when he has high turnovers, it doesn't look great. But without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I think this is all part of the growth process for Tyler, and I think he's handled it pretty well. Maybe the aggressiveness can go back up a little bit. I feel like he was a little bit more enthusiastic to shoot towards the beginning of the season, but look, I don't hate it. Like him being patient and trying to find his spots, is that's kind of what he has to do when it's him and, and Lowry kind of setting everything up for, for the heat on offense. So uh, I'm interested to see his bounce back because when you look at and you isolate the December numbers, I don't have them in front of me right now. When I did it uh, a day or two ago, they were not good. Like those percentages were down. Uh, I think it was like 39 from the field and, and 34 from three, if I had that right. So, you know, you want those to go back up. It's that come down is real, right? So I think we're, I'm interested to see his bounce back here. Yeah, and I want to – you hit on a, the length thing real quickly, and I think it needs to be talked about more because I mentioned on before Floor, the, the pregame show earlier, that he's basically found counters for every defense that's been thrown at him. Like, drop was the thing that he was great at. He was came in, he could dissect drop coverage like it was nothing. This season we've seen him find counters for switching. They blitzed him, and he's found ways. They were doubling him many, many games early in the season. But the one thing you mentioned the last Cleveland game being the same way, the length bothers him a little bit. And I think there's, there's clear reasons for it. And it seemed like Spo was ready for it as well, because they changed some things early on where they started running some more high pick and rolls for hero. And they tried to set the screen a lot higher just to give them more space, just because it was just, they have just so a lane. Of, dudes. Right. So they would put a guy like Lori on him on the perimeter and basically dare him to drive because it was a funnel into two more big men just waiting uh, and it led to him kind of throwing those weird floaters up and it was kind of making people think like what it was like indecisive, but it was just him in such a weird spot from the defense. Uh, and then if you, he tries to go on the perimeter and make a play, you have a seven footer in your face. And as much as we talk about his growth on the ball separation, like I said before, his separation comes from the high release point where he just rises up over the top of people and you cannot rise over the top of a guy like Markin or a guy like Mobley or a guy like Jared Allen. So it just seems like that is an issue that the length thing, there aren't many teams that he's going to have to deal with that, frankly. Like, other than a switch here and there, there's no team like Cleveland. Unless they see him in a, in a playoff series, there, it, it'll just be hard. And obviously, with Jimmy and Bam, it just makes things so much easier because those guys will be guarding, you know, Jimmy and Bam and different guys. Um, but I will say he, it has been a struggle. I think over the last eight games, the percentages have been down. But to say, I think it was over the last eight games, he's averaging 17 a game still. Uh, he averaged 17 a game all last season. So if his worst... The, him at his worst is him last season. I'd say that's pretty good. Like we could say like it was temporary for, for what we saw early in the season, but you have to judge it the same way and say, this is temporary as well, or this could be. Uh, so you could look at a couple ways. And I think, I think it's a good thing that he's kind of hitting a wall now, because if he was coasting like he was early in the season, 
and you're getting towards the end of the regular season, you're heading into playoff time, you have guys like Bam returning and Deeper returning, and you're finally getting in the final form, and then Hero hits that wall, then I'd be worried. But hitting it in December after he had that hot start and he has guys returning coming up, like if there was a time to hit that wall, it's now, especially as we get past the 15th, it is a bunch of easy teams they're going to be playing. Not saying they're going to win those because they're not going to have top players, but it's an easier, easier matchup for Tyler Hero. Um, so just looking at tonight, like I said, it is the length. It is just seeing him reading things differently. Um, but frankly, there's just nothing he can do against a team like this. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And also, if Jimmy and Bam were out there, you, you know, the, the, the mismatch hunting and you get a big and foul trouble and then the lineups change. So, like, I don't want to overreact to this one game. It's just I felt like one of the things that I really loved about the way Tyler started the season is that very early on, it seemed like just nobody could knock him off his game. Like, he was getting to his spots and he had a certain swagger about the way he was doing it that was like, you can't stop me. And I said it on the podcast that like, he was literally like, nobody was stopping him for weeks. And maybe that was just a hot stretch to Brady's point. And if this is the low stretch, this is, a, I mean, like relatively speaking, that's good because he's going to rise back up. Right. So like, I, I, I do think that we shouldn't overreact too much. The thing about it. And, um, and I'll, I'll ask either of you to jump in here uh, before we close out uh, just with fi some final thoughts is, I'm interested as we get down into the season, how the trade deadline impacts this team. You know, we've, we've seen this team last year feel some kind of way around the trade deadline. And I'm just interested this year to see how that maps out uh, when it comes to Tyler and Duncan, because Duncan continues to struggle on and off. And I think that was that around that, the time that they slumped last season, right? Yeah, exactly. Duncan. Correct. So like that, that's something, I guess, as we look ahead, that's something that I'm looking for because, you know, as I looked on prizepicks.com tonight, Tyler hero was 19.5 and I went over on Tyler and that didn't work out for me, but I'm still going to play tomorrow because probably my favorite daily fantasy platform is prize picks. I use the app all the time. It's super easy. So literally like, it's like one, two, three, made that easy you pick your favorite stars nfl nba uh major league baseball when it's that season nhl college football so they they essentially have all team all, all sports i play nfl and nba mainly you uh select between two and five players regardless of sport choose their over and under you can do total fantasy score or their single stats pick whether they're going to have an on a, a good day or a bad day essentially on or uh, uh over or under and then you just watch, see how they do. If they're over, under, uh, if you pick correctly, you can stack together uh, your correct picks and you can win up to 10 times your money. There's the power play where you can predict, predict over and under on four players and win 10 times the entry fee. If you use the code five, F-I-V-E, you'll get your deposit doubled right now. That is a great promo. Uh, use promo code five at prizepicks.com. Uh, and check out uh, Prize Picks on Five. That is a YouTube show where uh, we have a host of characters from the network that go over Prize Picks for NFL and NBA. So, okay, I'm not going to make too much of Tyler Hero, but I'm a little, I'm going to start to get worried if the performances and the percentages don't come up and we turn the corner on the new year, if Duncan is still inconsistent, there's going to be a large contingent of Heat fans that say, 
there's your big contract that can match salaries. And there's your young blue chip asset. Go get me a player. And I hate that I'm making that conversation right now. I'm usually not the guy that wants to take it there, but I just think that their inconsistency and some of this um, kind of the peaks and valleys is going to have heat fans looking to see if grass is greener on the other side. Um, If either you want to comment on that, I'm all ears. But the last thing I I do want to talk about is this length thing, because Brady touched on it. And I think it it's worth asking, is there a team Cleveland? They can meet Cleveland in a four or five matchup. So that's one thing we want to talk about. Although I think fully healthy Miami mitigates these issues. And, and that, yeah, I know, right. The the Cavs are playing that well. Um, so, so I don't think that that's going to be necessarily how that actualizes by season's end, but is there any other team that even has a couple players on the roster that could give the heat this type of trouble brady i'll start with you is there um is there anybody in the eastern conference we'll start there uh that jumps out at you other than cleveland that can replicate some of this that stunts tyler or um even at times i think we've seen jimmy even um can be bothered by length right yeah, I think Alex just said it right there. I think the only one is the Bucks. Like, I don't really know if there's another one. But the thing is about the Bucks is I don't think that's a matchup that stunts Tyler Hero. Like, this is a matchup that, that stunts Tyler Hero. We've seen Tyler figure Milwaukee out in many ways. And when you have uh, – the biggest they're going to go is Giannis at the four and, and Brooke at the five. Like, I don't see them going much bigger than that. Uh, and Brooke and is, like, such a question mark because he, he just had back surgery as a seven-footer right. who's been in the league for so long. Who knows if he's even going to be, like, healthy during playoff time. So let's even just say Giannis and Portis because we've seen that. So, like, that's a similar thing. They're not really going to see the Tyler Hero matchup frequently, as Alex saying, it's food. Uh, that just seems like the only one, if I'm looking down the line here, like the Sixers have Embiid, but they don't really have a big team. Like, they're not putting a big line out there. Uh, so it just doesn't seem like there's many matchups that'll impact. As you said, I don't know if the Cavs will be in a four or five spot, like by the season's end, uh, but it would be interesting to see how that would play out. But like you said before, I really do think this wouldn't happen if you had Jimmy and Bam, if you had them mismatch hunting, if you found a way, they would find ways to get Tyler off or, or the big man off of Tyler. Like they would find ways to go about it that you wouldn't really be worried about it. Uh, and even looking at tonight, like I said before, like they probably win this game if they just get to the free throw line a few more times. Like I know the, the, the score may not say that, but if you have Jimmy, forget, obviously, if you have Jimmy, it changes a ton of things. But if you had Jimmy's free throw uh, ability to get to the line and kind of draw fouls, you probably win this game. So it's just it's hard to tell. But I do think to answer your question, I think the Bucks is probably the only one. They got off to such a bad start, too. Like, and this team without Jimmy and Bam, and not to mention, you know, the other guys that they've got missing right now, because I, I, I didn't mention Caleb Martin earlier. I keep forgetting he's not playing, right? But just in the way that they are right now, they cannot afford to be getting off to these bad starts, right? Like, they have to be on point from start to finish because, like I said before, like, this kind of playing from behind uh, uphill battle stuff is not how this team is meant to play, even when they're healthy, but specifically without Jimmy and Bam, because it's like those guys can help you control the pace. Like Brady said, really get you those free throw attempts because they're getting dominated in that category every game now. And it's just underrated that that whole aspect of it, because right now, even though I like what they've done the past few games, adjusting to just what they have on the roster at the moment, you know, as a result, taking more threes and just kind of, going a little bit more 
modern with their their shot profile and going a little bit more traditional on defense, even though they're still blitzing pick and rolls. Like, I like the adjustments, but it's also, you know, you got to do that from start to finish, right? When you're missing your two best players, you can't get off to these uh, bad starts. And I know it's kind of an obvious thing to say, but yeah, like I just really don't like it ever when this team is playing from behind. I don't think they're built for that. Yeah, no, I'm definitely with you. Um, I can't wait. And they're living and dying with the three without Jimmy and Bam, right? Yeah, no, and that that's that's a tough place to be, especially when you've got guys that are going through the, the mental stuff. I mean, I still think that Duncan, I mean, for as good as he, I, I just don't understand how he can look like he's back and then have a game like tonight. It's just, it, it completely. But you can't even, he can't even counter that three, like against the Cavs, because there's always two seven-footers down that, there. That's true. That's true. He, <laughs> and even if he were to take the one dribble, it, yeah, they're going to get it from behind. It, it, that, there's a lot of trouble. We just want to forget this matchup. It's so funny that it's the Cleveland Cavaliers of all teams, but I would just say this. If these two teams meet in the playoffs, it will be a parade to the free throw line for Jimmy Butler. They will get the superstar, all-star foul calls. This is a team of players that have no playoff experience for the most part. I am not afraid of them. So Garland's let's getting squash switched any to Jimmy, of that. Like every time. We're not going to do the thing where we're scared of the Cleveland 3-6 matchup or the 4-5 matchup, Heat fans. Let's not go there. Uh, but to give them the credit that they deserve, they are in the fourth place, uh, in the fourth seed now. They're 17-12. and 12. That is the Cleveland Cavaliers, by the way. Crazy. Uh, Miami drops to fifth with the loss tonight. They are 16 and 12 heading into the matchup on Wednesday with the Philadelphia 76ers in Philadelphia. Philadelphia just happens to be the sixth seed at 15 and 12. So essentially this is Miami playing for the fourth seed tonight and losing it. And we'll see playing for the fifth seed on Wednesday. Uh, and we do have um, a, uh, a watch party that night. Alex, where's the watch party again? Quarter deck and Davey. Quarter deck and Davey, thank you for the assist there. Uh, and we and I know we have our big um pr promotion with ASX Sports. You got to download this app, so it's stock for sports essentially to keep it really easy. There's going to be a matchup for the Heat Sixers game where essentially uh, we will be giving away $200 on site for anybody on site who's playing and $200 for anybody who's playing remotely. Cause you can just uh, download the app and play. Essentially you have a thousand dollars to buy stock in as many players as you would like. And depending on how they're playing, you buy or sell those, those stocks to those players and whoever has the most money at the end, because players stock increase as they play well throughout the game ends up winning the prize pool of money. Super fun. So if you're on site, you'll have a better chance of winning than those that are off site, but I'll be playing off site. I think it's a super cool promotion so check that out come to the watch party uh gentlemen any last thoughts in this game before we put a ball on it and get the hell out of cleveland silence I, I, is golden we I, I think i think the only thing i will say is that this feels like this is going to be an overreaction game but i just want to say one thing is that this team just beat the bucks and the bulls like obviously the bulls were far from healthy the bucks were healthy uh obviously without brooke but this is a team that just won those two games this is a beginning of a road trip for these next four games. Like, I don't think this is a game like me and you, Greg, we predicted to win on the, on the pregame thing, but this isn't a game that we really thought they would no. win. Like this isn't a winnable beginning of a road trip, not a great matchup. Like this is not one of those games where you're kind of thinking that they lost this one. Like this is a game you kind of expected that now it's just focusing on the next one type thing that coming off those two wins from before, like this should not be an overreaction game. 
No, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And we're going to leave on this positive note. I love that you took it to that place because they do play at Philly. And I'll say that, you know what, when we, when we do pregame for, for Wednesday show, I don't know that I'm going to be that, um, that I'm going to feel so great about that if we don't have no Jimmy or no Bam. But after that, Heat fans, listen to this. At Orlando, at Detroit, Indiana at home, Detroit at home, Orlando at home, Washington at home, at San Antonio, at Houston. That's how you close out 2021. Wow. So I think you have the opportunity for guys to get uh, healthy, for guys to get in rhythm, for guys to um, to get victories, which gets confidence. So there is light at the end of the tunnel, but it just wasn't tonight. Thank you for joining. We'll be back the rest of the week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.